The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Raina Troy Hotline. Alicia, Michael, what's going on? We know you have takes. We have takes. I'm actually surprised that your rant line, raid line, whatever, isn't completely full. Why can't we just win a game? Can I blame Michael Castillo for this? Can I blame Bob Connolly for this? Could I put on a zebra shirt and just go out there? Scratch, claw, up against the wall. Can't explain what I'm feeling right now, guys. Let's open up that raid line! Woohoo! Oh, I can't believe USC is going to do the same thing again year after year. Oh, no. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Rain of Troy Radio, episode 372, coming to you on Wednesday, July 1st. It is Canada Day. It is free agency in the NHL and the MB... No. It's, it's 2020. The year of our core. There is no any of that. I mean, it is Canada Day. I mean, yeah. And, and I, I don't four think days, Canada... it's going to be uh, uh, America Day, uh, uh, Independence Day. I know that 2020 has been pretty crazy, but I'm pretty sure that Canada still exists. It does as far as I know. I mean, who knows? By the time this comes out, strange things happen. You, you never honestly know. But anyways, welcome to the podcast. We're going to talk about the latest in USC football, including the latest... In the year of our core, uh, COVID-19 and what its effect is on USC football. We're also going to open up a big mailbag, talk about a big commitment that USC got on Tuesday, and so much more here on this episode. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Reign of Troy, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Reign of Troy. Be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, tune in, Overcast, Google Play, and Spreaker. Our bonus episodes are on Patreon, patreon.com slash Reign of Troy. Our email address is Reign of Troy at fansite.com, and our phone number is 213-373-1USC-SECOND-WESPERIN-SHOW. Second Second I'm your host, Michael Castillo. Join along with my co-host, Alicia Deratola. Hello, everybody. Hello, Alicia. We have changed our little setup here in the studio. Yes, we have. Uh, we are now literally facing each other. Yeah, which I don't know that the audience will have realized that we were facing not each other. While which we've been really recording. was just a, a matter of like, I had to face the computer to make sure that it's recording right. And now we have made sure that uh, the ultimate goal, which last year we made sure we face each other. Now we can face each other. I can like raise my hand if I, if I need to make a point. Well, the layout of the studio was slightly different last year when we were recording. Yep. Uh, when you didn't need a workspace uh, True. because you were coming in and out. So now you have a dedicated workspace, which kind of messed up the, <laughs> the, the feng shui of the, of the studio. 
But we have found a solution, and we now have, what are we going to call this, the the rot podcast cart? It, yeah, that works. Do we want to reveal the jankiness of our of our uh, podcast situation that I've literally taken? We could take a picture, and we, a- could, we could post it on, uh, on, on Patreon I, I, and, and Twitter and Slack and whatnot. To set the stage, it's a kitchen cart. Like, there's like a, a, a butcher block on it. And a cutting board that <laughs> rolls out. It's a kitchen cart um, that we have rigged our podcast equipment up onto, which, frankly, I think is awesome because we can like reel it in and over into the corner and reel it back out. Yeah. I don't. I don't have to like freak out every day about the mess of of cables that are sitting sprawled all over the 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 desk in the studio. Like, I kind of dig it. Yeah. The the top level. Has our laptops and the soundboard. Wow. Yeah. And the second level has the interface, the mixer, and some cables. And the third level is just like there in case we need to put anything else on it. But the, the, the top level also has our, our boom mic stands. So that are clipped to it. No, the third level is spillover as far as the cables are concerned because it's a slatted second level. So I was able to sort of stuff some of the cables down through, into there, the, yeah. through there so that they're not all over the place. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, innovation is finest. Look at it. Hey, that's, we're coming a, for you. that's how we roll. Yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of how we roll things that are rolling. Alicia, it is Austrian Grand Prix week. How excited <laughs> are you for the beginning of F1 season? I think that uh, the the listeners are going to have to start a new trend of saying, stop talking about F1. I know. Because I, you I are know. so into it right now. And I, I am. I am not into it. Who'd you pick to click? Uh, I like uh, Sainz? Sainz? Carlos Sainz. Carlos Sainz. Carlos Sainz, my boy. His final year with McLaren. My, yeah. my, my boy. Um. No, like you're into it. Like you want, you're playing the video game and you want to watch these races. I'm into it because the Amazon series, I don't even know what the name of it is. Drive to Survive. Drive to Survive. Which it's, is on Netflix, by the on, way. Oh, net, whatever. The Netflix series, Drive to Survive, is actually really outstanding. And it's also why uh, Carlos Sainz is my boy. Yeah. He's the, uh, the, the Spanish. The Spaniard. Uh, Wunderkind. Uh, Carlos Sainz is moving to Ferrari next year, by the way. Oh, is he? Yeah, he is moving oh, to Ferrari, taking the him. place of, of Seb Vettel, four-time champ from uh, from Red Bull. But before we lose people, you <laughs> mentioned the video game. I want to talk about another video game that I'm deeply into and people know. That's more relevant to this podcast. Yes, because Madden 2021 is coming out in, in a month or so. They just released the information about the new career mode. Alicia, last season, they, they they released the career mode where you could be the face of the franchise as a quarterback, create yourself as a quarterback, and you played in the college football playoff, which allowed you to pick for, uh, one of eight teams, I think, uh, SC being one of the eight teams, and you could play uh, up to two games if you won the first, obviously, in the college football playoff, and then allow yourself to go to the combine and get picked by an NFL team. They have changed it. And now it is going to be two whole seasons of college football action you can play, which is really interesting because they only have rights for 10 teams. So it's like SC, Clemson, uh, Oregon, Texas, uh, Michigan State, Nebraska, uh, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Texas Tech. There's there's only like 10 schools, Not Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Miami. Oh, well, Texas Tech was in there last year. Yeah. 
Any, anyways, not that many schools. So are you only going to so be able to? I think you can only play those those teams. But right? like, yeah. So is like USC season going to be at LSU in the regular season? I'm guessing, unless they do fake schools. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really interested to see how it's going to go. But I mean, it's. I think it's possible that you just can only play with those schools, but then you go through the Pac-12 slate. But then why go through all the trouble of getting licensing? Right. For, for uh, all of those schools, if you're not going to just say, hey, play, go to whatever college you want. Right. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Um, but it looks Either like way, it's pretty cool. It looks like that's what we're progressing to, which well, I think is going to be fascinating because that's the angle that that if you are the colleges that you would be totally fine with. Yeah. Use our use our likenesses as a pro game using obvious fake players that you can't edit the roster. Yeah, that's for the and big all that. thing. Like because then the colleges can 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 play dumb about it and, yeah. and still and still make their money at the same time. Yeah, but I mean, we we just we gotta be moving towards an actual NCAA I mean, I football hope, video game. I like hope. we've gotta be. It's it's almost ins- like as as exciting as it is to see oh two seasons you could play. It's almost insulting that you can have this in Madden, which is a drastically inferior game to the NCAA football games by the way yeah. uh to be able to to have them encroaching on the college football scene like it it actually it 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 it, it hits me the wrong way like I should be so, more so you're excited. You don't, you don't want to play it? I don't I I mean I, yes, I do want to play it, but I don't want to play Madden. Like right. I think that's the difference. I don't want to play Madden. I want to play NCAA football, which you have, been. which is why I have a PS3. Yeah, how, how's that going? Uh, I haven't played in a while. <laughs> uh, but last last I uh, was on it, halfway through the season, Vivai Malapai was running away with the Heisman race. So wow, yeah. Are, are you saying that that we can't play like this button? Because I choose not to run. Oh no, I am choosing to run. I am choosing to run the crap out of the ball, out of the air raid, and it's beautiful. There you go. Yeah. Looking good, looking good. Um, other things to discuss here before we get into the main show. Uh, we are we have an announcement. There's going to be, and this is obvious at this point, there's going to be no Rand of Troy meetups this year. Sadness. It, it is sad. Uh, we have always enjoyed getting to meet you guys, the people. The, the Rotbots at, at events. Uh, we've met so many dozens and dozens of people over the years uh, at these events. It's nice to put face to, to names that we see on Twitter, that we see on Patreon, that we see in emails. It is fantastic. One of our favorite things to do, especially uh, on the road last year uh, before USC played at BYU. We had almost 40 people show up at, at, a, at a bar there in Utah, and it was a fantastic time. It was a fun time. But... Uh, due to the coronavirus pandemic and due to, you know, everything situation being up in the air, we don't even know if we're going to be able to go to football games at this point. Um, but surely wanting to, to limit the number of, of you know, uh, gatherings and whatnot, uh, meetups uh, up there on the chopping block, unfortunately. It's, it's a bummer, but we've got a neat idea as a little replacement. Yeah, so we're not going to be able to meet in person, but uh, in, instead we're going to have virtual meetups. Uh, I think we're tr- going to try yeah. and do them once a month and do a virtual meetup with our uh, Patreon subscribers. So Correct. Uh, if you're a member of the Patreon, certainly look out for that. If you're not a member of the Patreon, consider joining the Patreon. 
<laughs> where you'll get a lot of uh, bonus content as well as uh, be able to, to join us with our little monthly meetups where we'll be able to, to gather and, and chat USC football. Cause that's one of the sad things that like one of the things I enjoyed most about the meetup is, you know, you and I are constantly talking about USC and, and we have a few other people who were able to sort of uh, riff with, but getting to, hear others perspectives that's always my like at those meetups i'm always trying to ask other like so what are you where where do you stand on this what are you thinking on this and i and i always get something really interesting out of it because you know usc fans i think have bring interesting perspectives and certainly our listenership uh the, the the people that i've met at these meetups have all given some answer that has been intriguing or interesting or from a different point of view than me so uh we're gonna try and recreate that yeah, the the bummer is you don't get you won't get as quite as uh, the the one on one interaction uh, with the robots, um, and it's always fun. We we kind of break off like you go into one side of the the meetup and I go to the other, and and you know everyone kind of creates their own uh, conversations to to get involved. Uh, that's going to be difficult doing it through like a Zoom meeting or whatnot, but we'll we'll, we'll see what we can do. We'll we'll find a way to. Uh, to enjoy ourselves with the Rotbot. So be looking for that over on Patreon. And um, so much more hitting up to you on Patreon, including things to look forward to in the coming weeks, if there is a football season, uh, season previews. Uh, unit by unit previews coming up in, in July, along with anything that we can get from uh, Pac-12 Media Day, which will be all virtual uh, coming up here in July as well. Patreon.com slash Reign of Troy is where you can subscribe. And get all of our bonus content over on Patreon for as little as $5.55 a month. Uh, also, you get ad-free episodes. Uh, if you just want ad-free episodes and you don't want bonus content, that's three thirty-three. When you want to go all the way for 10 bucks, you get to join our Slack channel as well. You get bonus episodes. You get can talk to us nonstop, as much as you want, in our Slack channel. And you get ad-free episodes as well for 10 bucks. joining the Rock Crew uh, Alicia, we got so much more, but before we do that, one last thing. We got an interview over on iTunes. It comes from Blazing Jays, who says, How did I forget? Hi, guys. Robert here from the Couple of Nobodies and the El Segundo media meetup from last year. How did I forget to leave a five-star review at some point after our meeting is mind-blowing to me, but better late than never. Can't tell you guys enough how important the lifeline to USC football that you provide us is. Thank you for all of your hard work and dedication as always. Fight on. Thank you, Robert. That's very sweet. I, I mean, <laughs> we, we love uh, reviews for sure. But the, you know, the important thing was was meeting you and, and everybody. That El Segundo meetup was was really awesome. And, and meeting yep. the couple of no Go- Nobody's guys was really great. And I've, you know, I've, I still have their podcast in my feed and I listen every once in a while, although I generally... <laughs> I'm sort of stuck on a true crime binge at the moment, so if it's not crime junkies, I'm probably wow, not listening to it. Wow, way to just be rude. I know, but uh, it's a great. A couple of nobodies is a really entertaining podcast, but you know, go listen when there's when there's uh, you know crime afoot. That's what I end up listening to. But yeah, go check them out. Th- those guys are are definitely awesome and uh, very sweet of you of, to leave a review. But uh, it definitely wasn't necessarily necessary except to remind everybody of a couple of nobodies who are great guys who yeah. uh were really really fun to meet at the el segundo meetup along with like that was the when i was talking about being able to talk to other people and get their perspective like that's actually the one that i was thinking about because 
I thought that that was a particular meetup where the conversation got really going and, and a lot of different perspectives were shared, which was fun. Yeah, and we got an email from John in Oakland, uh, who uh, we'll get to later. He was at that meetup, too. It was, uh, it was a fun time. A lot so, of people at that one. Yep. We'll take a quick break, come back, and get to the news. We'll be right back. Let's get into our weekly COVID-19 talk. USC has had a nice round of testing, testing 69 returning student-athletes. There was one positive test, which you never want to see any positive test for sure, but one positive test, which isn't as bad as, as other schools, but it's still one. Yeah, it's it's one uh, that that is in quarantine now, uh, hopefully... If you're looking at this, just you just got to hope that USC is able to keep those numbers down. That's the big yeah. thing is this first wave of student athletes. And again, it, remember, it's student athletes. It's not football players specifically. It's student athletes. We don't know if it was a football player or Could a basketball player. Yeah. yeah, any any one of the, the sports that came back. Um, it's it, We can't know. Uh, so the important thing is doing the testing, having it all be foolproof, figuring out who has it quarantining them and then bringing them putting them back into the student athlete population there and the next round of testing is going to be even more critical because the these 69 student athletes were the local ones uh the next round is to bring back the non-local ones and uh they're obviously going to have to be doing more travel to get back to campus and they are uh going to be coming from different locations where maybe there are spikes maybe there aren't so getting those one that wave of, of student athletes back and seeing what the testing looks like after they're in is going to be really important. Then then from there, it's it's not necessarily how many tests when they come in. It's can you keep those numbers uniform right in that group of 69? What you really need, especially because they are all going back home every night. What you really need is for the next round of testing on them too to stay steady. Yep. And cross your fingers because it's a good start, but it it, it really is just the start. And there's yep. a long way to go on getting this back. Huge, huge long way to go. Arizona, uh, just uh, this week, the Arizona Wildcats uh, have sort of paused uh, phase one of their returning process where they're allowing the students who are already there to stay on campus. But they're not bringing back yet the uh, the students who are off campus. And who knows? Maybe that's something that SC does at some point. You never know. We're, everything's changing so quickly that anything we say now could be irrelevant by tomorrow. But it's a situation that, that you got to keep an eye on, that, that everything is, is constantly changing and evolving. Well, and that's the worry, right, is that things are changing and evolving in the wrong way at this exact moment on a societal right. level. So when you have spikes in Arizona, Arizona's pauses specifically because the county has had a spike in coronavirus uh, 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 cases. And Los Angeles right now, we're seeing a spike. We're seeing California spiking. Gavin Newsom just basically hinted that we could go back into tightened restrictions and closer to the, the, the lockdown that we had before. And if that happens, then throw everything out the window as far as the return of, of, 
of uh, of USC and UCLA and and Cal and Stanford and and all of those kinds of things. So, you know, I I I know we keep saying there's time, but also that time is running out. It's right. it's about four weeks until the t minus six weeks to the season mark, and if you don't have things going by that time, you're not going to start the season on September fifth. If you don't have your entire team back and and starting conditioning workouts with the training staff, the mandatory workouts. If you don't have those started by the week of July 26th, I think, you're you're not starting the season on time. So you have four weeks to get the local players back and make sure they they all stay uh, free of, of coronavirus, to get the non-local players back, to get the freshmen, the incoming freshmen and transfers in. And all three of those waves each wave after it needs to keep running smoothly. And then on top of that, you need not just USC's system to be working, but UCLA's and Arizona's and Arizona State's and Utah's and Colorado's and Stanford's and Cal's and everybody to sort of be on the same uh, the same path right. or college football ain't coming back. So it's there's time, but it's also starting to dwindle. Yeah, it is definitely starting to dwindle, especially since... They had talked about six weeks be, being the number where you need everyone back on campus. The minimum. Yeah, and and six weeks is coming up super, super, super quick at this yeah. point. We're about nine weeks from the start of the college football season. Uh, other other news with, with COVID-19 and how it could potentially have a ripple-down effect. Several D2 and 3 schools have already canceled their seasons. Morehouse, Bowdoin, RPI. Uh, that's not... A uh, not not a good thing. We'll see how that translates to everybody else. Mind you, those are small schools, and small schools kind of are in a different boat than D one schools, of course. But it's got to start somewhere, right? So, um, something to keep an eye on. And then the Ivy League is quote considering a conference only season beginning in late September with seven games, or beginning uh, in April and going through May in the spring semester. These, again, are things we talked about like two months ago, uh, and then things that we stopped talking about because things started to look the other way. The Everything was, states were opening up, thinking everything was hunky-dory, and then here we are. Uh, cases are outrageous again, and now we're back to gloom and doom. Oh my god, maybe there's no season. Maybe it's going to be in the spring. Who knows? Yeah, and then on Tuesday night, uh, going along with the Ivy League uh, plan that got uh, reported which is not official, certainly, but it's something they're considering, and that's really the the phrasing that's going on too with the Pac-12. Uh, uh, Bro, so Bruin Report Online, that's uh, Tracy Pearson reported that uh, the Pac-12 is starting to seriously consider alternate plans for the season, including conference-only slate and including a spring start. Uh, so it was interesting. Some of the things they floated out there is the idea of a ten-game. Com- uh, conference plus one out of conference, which would pretty much be ideal because then you play the 10 game schedule and then you also play Notre Dame if you're USC. That, that's uh, my, my problem with the with that kind of stuff is you're assuming that Notre Dame that Notre be Dame will come them. out. Yeah, exactly. Will be available. Yeah. Uh, the other option that they floated was the idea of an 11 game conference schedule where you lose all three of your non-conference games, but you add the two Pac-12 teams that you would have missed. So you would end up playing Washington State and Oregon State this year if you're USC, which, uh, you know, is is certainly a possibility uh, if, if they aren't able to 
either aren't able to or unwilling to play out-of-conference games, uh, which could really depend on the other conferences as well, if the Pac-12 decides that they want to hold their season in the spring and just play around round robin with just the Pac-12 schools, then that would make a lot of sense. How how would you feel about sticking in division and having home and homes? We potentially limit the the region down a little bit, but I don't know that it overall changes much beyond that. But at, at this point, it seems like anything could be could be possible again. Yeah, I mean, and and that's the thing is these plans are not. They're obviously not the finished article. They're not official. They're not anything like that. But hearing the talk of, okay, reset, what do we do if we can't play a normal season? That's the the discussions that I think the Pac-12 is now seriously having. And I think we also need to have as far as, you know, evaluating, well, what is the best plan? Personally, I think they should just play the games in the spring. The, the the difficulty of starting this thing back up in the four weeks that you have to go and then getting through the next six weeks before the season, dealing with travel between USC to, to Arlington and, and all the different places, having potential hotspots with different teams, having flare-ups and, and uh, the different states that are having issues with, their, with the, the spiking numbers, all of that kind of stuff, not having a vaccine, not having a reliable treatment, all of these things. Personally... I don't see why you don't just say, fine, we'll play it in the spring. Because at the very least in the spring, you'll know a hell of a lot more about the, vac- the, the virus than you do now. Right. You might have a vaccine. You might be able to play games in full stadiums. I know logistically it would be difficult. But like, if I'm college football, I would rather delay and have the possibility of playing this season with full stadiums. I, I, th- I think the most important thing is not necessarily ha- the idea of full stadiums. It's the idea of... You'd be working with more intelligence. Yes, absolutely. More, more, more knowledge about things because things are constantly changing. And this is why this is such a difficult uh, period that we're in. And it's why, unfortunately, people tune out uh, about things like wearing masks and whatnot because things are constantly changing. Well, be- because that, that's, that, that's how. Um, th- because that's we how, didn't know anything and we still don't know anything right. about the virus. Like, I mean, in the beginning, they were telling people, don't bother with a mask. It's not going to do anything. And now we've come to realize, like, actually, yeah, no, the mask thing is kind of important. But, like, the the other problem here is for student athletes specifically, this is a really difficult thing to gauge. We are seeing professionals in the NBA and the MLB say, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, Ian Desmond of the Rockies uh, put out a big statement that he w- it wasn't worth it to, to to play. Yeah, right now, and and that's a, that's a sentiment that that isn't just limited to him at all. And so it's a situation where I think in a perfect world, uh, yeah, I, I think the, the the spring thing makes a lot of sense. Um, it just happens that uh, that's not obviously the the top priority. The top priority is you're going to be able to play in the fall if you can do it. Yeah, for but, sure. But I'd rather have a spring. I'd rather have a, a full spring season. Yes. Rather than a half-ass fall season. And, yes. And the only pushback, um, or the the only thing that I that I hear people or the two two issues, but it's only one that people ever talk about is, well, what does that mean for the NFL draft? Who cares what it means for the NFL draft? Like the the. Have you seen college baseball? College baseball has the draft in the middle of the postseason. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that doesn't matter. All it would mean is that there would be no combine. Uh, and then if if 
if uh, if Talano Hufanga gets drafted in the middle of his junior season, who cares? Like, then well, he gets drafted in the middle of his the junior one, season. Like, the one okay? valid consideration with the draft that I would that I would is it allow would make for it difficult to to announce if you're if you're leaving. Well, no, you might have players who choose not to come back for the spring and instead focus on the draft. Sure, which is. I think that's going to have to be a byproduct of these are strange times and you're not right. going to have a perfect system. Yeah, right. But, uh, but but you could also have juniors coming back at, at a record number. Yeah, because uh, they don't because they didn't get the chance to certainly right. get their evaluation and put in their tape and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, or if you, if you had the spring season, say the spring season went from from March until June, uh, and then you could still have the 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 NFL draft at the end of of June or something. Like, it, it, there's ways around it. You'd I don't, th- adjust. I don't think You'd it's adjust. A, yeah, it's it's not something that would stop college football at all. My the thing that would stop college football, and I think that 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 would make it awkward. You need to come up with some legislation for this. Are mid-year enrollees? What happens to those? Because this is a sport where mid mid-year enrollees are allowed to participate, uh, not play games, but allowed to participate. Um, we know that uh, if SC signs a kid. Uh, in the fall, uh, they're allowed to participate in bowl practices. So what would happen if you sign a kid in the fall, uh, or at the end of the fall in the, in the winter, right? You, fall, you you sign somebody in the early signing period. Are they eligible for next season? It, you would seemingly think that they shouldn't be because you would have essentially two classes of freshmen. But I don't know what they would have to do. They'd have but to come up with a solution. I mean, the easy... But, but still, the, that's a, the, uh, that is not avoidable to come up no, with a solution. No, and that's not a reason to not hold the thing in the spring. Correct. The solution to that is you're not eligible. You can practice. You're not eligible to play yet. Right. Until the next, the following season. Or, say, anyone who's on your team, on your roster, can play. Then you might have... You're just going to have to change early your enroll. I mean, but how, yeah. many, how many early enrollee freshmen are going to actually contribute to yeah, teams but, but you would, you would up your scholarship count from 85 to 95 yeah to make sure temporarily whatever whatever you have to do but it's better than having the health risk that's going on right now and Absolutely. i know the health risk is there's there's controversy around it and all that kind of stuff but like it's bigger than just 18 to 25 year olds who are low risk like that we don't care if they get the virus like i don't i find that to be slightly irresponsible because you have not only do you have older staff members who are around all of these kids not just coaches but team doctors and uh, uh security people and uh trainers and all sorts of other their parents their parents their grandparents their aunts and uncles their siblings and all of the people with with pre-existing conditions and all that kind of stuff um aside from the fact that you do also have Offensive and defensive linemen who are not necessarily in the you're all good, you don't have to worry about, you, you know, your, your, uh, any potential impact of, of the virus and all that kind of stuff. But the bigger thing for me is you're asking college football players to come back and play when they aren't professionals. They can't collectively bargain. Right. They can't figure out. They're not getting paid. They're not getting paid. And this is something that uh, Arizona Arizona had a linebacker, Isaiah Johnson, who his point has to do more with money. But for me, it's less about the money and more about the say in how a restart happens. Right. He said the NCAA and universities want us to play during a global pandemic so they won't lose millions of dollars, but can't slash won't give us money. 
I'm not asking you for 50k, but you can't, you can't break us off three bands. And like, I think he's got a point in 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 that first chunk of it. It's like you're asking a bunch of 18 to 24 year olds to play football during a global pandemic. Their health. Yeah. Yeah. To to sac- to make when, a sacrifice when we we don't know what the with the long term ramifications of having COVID that, yeah. that that beyond just dying right like like people love to point out that oh a fraction of the percentage of the people who have it die and it's like it's not just that those people also also pass it on to other people uh, and if you transpose the you know I I got in a, a Twitter discussion someone was like ninety ninety eight percent of the people live we should expose everyone because ninety eight percent of the people live well. If you transpose that upon everyone in the United States, it means six and a half million people die. Yeah, which is just well, ridiculous. But, and, that, but like, and that's an extreme. Well, let's figure. just die. We don't know what the what the ramifications are to breathing, to lung damage, and all that stuff. There's been, you know, uh, inklings that that there there could be long term ramifications from having COVID. Even for asymptomatic people, are they're yeah. showing lo- uh, long term lung damage that they're that they're seeing, but. Aside from that, you know, who I don't know who it was, but somebody sort of crunched the numbers and said, okay, if you take the mortality rate for 18 to 25 year olds across the board in the general population here and you apply it to the population of college football, you're still talking about a handful of players who might die. Right. Like, like I know, and if I know one that kid dies to heat stroke. It's a major deal. Yeah. It's a huge story. Every, right. every year there's maybe one or two. That happens every year, and every year it's huge. What did the school do wrong? What did the exactly. training staff do wrong? We need to, you know, prevent these kinds of things. So I know that that's a small number in the grand scheme of things, but if you're trying to poo-poo that number, I I don't know. I don't have a personal relationship with the players on the team, but we all know them as individuals, and I'm trying to think of, like, could I morally sit here and say, let's play football, knowing that there is a chance that even one of those kids that I see out on the practice field could die from this thing. I, I'm not going to stand up and say that that needs to, that, that, that that's worth it. And, you know, you or and I, you being there on the, or on, me being in the there. Yeah. It, it, it literally, it, it could be me. It could be you. It could be any of us. And so when you put it on the, the, the personal perspective, it kind of hits a little bit harder and frankly, like, I'm not even going to mince words here. There's a lot at stake for me personally, for both of us. But like for me personally, if there's no football season, my job is not necessarily a value to a company that that wants me to be writing about football. So my livelihood is at stake for the football season to happen. But frankly, if if it's if it's the potential of me losing my job or any of those kids losing their lives, like not to grandstand here, but my I will gladly give up my job for that. So to me, delay until the spring, delay until we know more delay until we're not asking kids to come back without knowing what the risk factors are delay until we can be certain that the idiots over in Alabama who tested positive and were still going to parties and hanging out with all of their, their Alabama student friends, like until we know that they aren't going to be destructive to the, the, the players that they're around or any of the people that are around like that kind of stuff. Like, let's just, it's, it, it's not that important to start to play this this season in September. Well, especially when we know as a society that we just can't handle we we can't handle covid by itself. Can we handle 
COVID with the football season? Plus the football team, yeah. Right. Yeah. So So I mean I didn't I didn't mean for that to turn into a big like grandstanding thing. It's just like Pessimistic Alicia is out in full force. <laughs> I, I, let's call it cautious Alicia. I would just rather play it safe. I would just rather take it in the spring, take your lumps now, figure it out, and and do the safest possible thing, which is to delay this until the spring. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you have a point there. You definitely have a point. Uh, knowing how this goes, in two weeks we'll be previewing fall camp. Yeah, I know. Like, I'm still writing things on Renatro.com as though the season were going to right. start, and I'm sitting here saying like it probably shouldn't. But, but, but here we are. And speaking of things that you are writing about on Renatro.com, let's talk about the commitment of Jalen Smith, a four-star prospect in the 24/7 Sports composite, the 291st overall recruit in the 2021 class out of Bishop Alamany in Bishop, in Mission Hills. Uh, 5'11", athlete, 180 pounds. What does this mean for the Trojans? Uh, he's a he's an athlete, you know? He's 5'11", 180, played safety for Alamany and did a very good job doing it, but he's undersized for the position at the college level. Might make him ideal for USC's nickelback spot because that's all always when I think about guys who maybe don't fit the mold of a safety or a corner necessarily. Uh, but they can go in there in that hybrid role and, and play nickel, could play safety, could end up at corner eventually. Uh, he's got the cover skills for it. So, yeah, another another one of those really just talented athletes that USC is going to bring in and hopefully mold to fit into that secondary. He's kind of another one of those. You know, Anthony Beavers is another four-star guy who can play safety or linebacker. Uh, you, Kalen Bullock, another guy who can play safety or corner. And and uh, and now you add uh, you add Jalen Smith, who can play nickel safety or corner, any of those things. I, I like the the versatile brand of of player that they're bringing in, especially someone like Jalen Smith, who is who is smart and savvy and and instinctual and just is around the ball and has brings the right mentality to the game. Uh, he's a he's a, a really good pickup for USC. Um, and just another one of these Alamany guys, you know, USC is really is really hitting that Alamany pipeline pretty hard, which is, you know, funny. Alamany is like my old stomping ground. My mom used to teach there uh, way back when I was probably going to go to Alamany if she hadn't moved uh, to Notre Dame. My brothers went to Alamany, so uh, I, I I know the area for sure. Uh, but uh, they've got uh, Jalen Smith, Miller Moss, obviously moving to modern day, but he was playing for Alamany. Um, uh, uh, Saia Malapakaitolo, uh, no, Mapakaitolo, I think that's right, uh, the offensive lineman from Alamany, and then also, uh, the, the linebacker from 2021, who I will not even attempt to butcher his name, uh, his first name is, uh, Nuafi, or, uh, Nuafi? But I can't say his. I'm own. just gonna let you go. Yeah, uh, you're gonna let me flounder here. Yes, I am. But I'm gonna take a. I'm gonna take a run at this. Okay, Nuafe Tuihalamaka. There you go. That works. Okay, Tuihalamaka. Tuihalamaka. I have to see it in front of me in order to pronounce it. I can't wrap my brain around the idea of it unless I see it in the physical lines in front of me. But yeah, Bishop Balaney. That's true, Alicia. Good point. <laughs> uh, let's go to another Jalen, Jalen Watson, former USC signee. He is headed to the Palouse. 
He signed with USC out of junior college in 2019, but didn't qualify academically, uh, which was, I know this has nothing to do with him personally, but there was nobody happier than you that there wouldn't be a Jalen Watson and a Jaden Williams uh, because of the confusion, it's bad enough that there's a Drake Jackson and a Drake London and a and a uh, and a, Dr- a Drake uh, uh, um, uh, Nico Falla and a Falla Nico and a Drake Jack, no, a Jack uh, Drake. Drake, Jack Drake, yeah. Jack Drake, yeah, no. Uh, Jalen Watson was someone I was actually pretty excited about. He was a a JUCO All American at cornerback. Felt like he was going to be somebody who could come right in and plug straight into USC's uh, cornerback position when they were replacing literally everybody. And it was a bummer that he didn't come. But yes, the bullet that everyone dodged, not having to deal with which one is Jalen and which one is (laughs) Jaden, and both with the W last names, like, it was going to screw me up. Already, Jalen Smith with the J-A-Y-L-I-N is going to be an issue for me. Um, yeah, and you know, especially coming in from the Cowboys, big pickup for SC there. For sure. <laughs> but but J- Jalen Watson, Jalen W going to yeah. WSU. So he had to Washington sit out. State. He had to sit out a year uh, while getting his his academics good enough, and he's going to get a shot in the Pac-12, which is kind of cool. It's going to be interesting to see what he's able to do with Washington State. Don't know if USC is going to see him, though, because they don't play Washington State this year unless they do the conference thing where they end up playing Washington State. But uh, they, they aren't scheduled to play Washington State this year. He's got two years of eligibility. So if he sticks around for his second year of eligibility, which is entirely possible, um, USC might play him when USC goes up to uh, Pullman for that game. But, uh, you know, we'll see how he does. Yes, Good luck indeed. to him. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to get into this mailbag. we got a bunch of questions over here. You've got mail. All right, Alicia, let's start with an email we got from John in Oakland that we mentioned earlier. Hi, Alicia and Mike. I'll listen to your latest podcast discussing games, the Coliseum, and reduced capacity. Last week, USC, in its regular management report to the Coliseum Commission, stated that, quote, if spectators are allowed under six feet social distancing guidelines, the capacity of the Coliseum would be 15,600, or 19% of the total capacity. AD Mike Bone has also said the game day experience would be significantly impacted with no tailgating, no band, no team walk, limited food, concessions, etc. I'd have to assume that any fan seating would be equally spread out around the whole Coliseum, which would make the Coliseum feel even more empty. So do you think it's really worth it to USC to have fans at games given the cost of the university to operate the Coliseum for such a minuscule crowd? Do you know if USC would be allowed by the NCAA or Pac-12 rules to have the Coliseum PA system play loud and pre-recorded crowd cheering noise and music like Fight On, Tribute to Troy, Conquest to motivate the team? Would this be better than 15,000 fans spread six feet apart? In a 77,000-seat stadium? Fight on, John from Oakland. I don't know, man. I, th- this is this is a tough one. I, I think we've talked about this before. I, I think that, I honestly, I think that the best path going forward is to not have any fans at the games. Um, I don't know that it would be worth having the 15,000 fans, not just from the perspective of, like, what's it going to cost to maintain the facility and all that stuff, um, and mind you, it would, I assume it would be limited staff, of course, and, and whatnot, because of the, 
the limited numbers, limited concession stands, and, and all that stuff. But, but, but from what the epidemiologists are also saying, that like six feet apart is 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 the distance of people are talking at a normal length or a normal normal volume. That length changes if you're yelling. Uh, there's nothing. There's no way to enforce people cheering and and high fiving and hugging each other after touchdown. Or like, wearing masks. Yeah, and all wearing like. It is a nightmare. I don't understand how you could possibly pull it off. Uh, I haven't watched NASCAR to see how they're doing it. Um, I, I know that they're allowing up to like a thousand fans uh, at, at the races to see people turn left over and over and over again. <laughs> but I, I just i i don't I don't know how you do it. Um, and honestly, like I say, this as someone who always advocates to go into games. I don't know that that I'd want to go as a fan to a game like that. I, I think I'd rather just stay at home and not have to deal with uh, a the risk of going into the crowd and, and potentially getting the virus. But but b the 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 weirdness of it. Yeah, the weirdness of it might be interesting to see what it's like and just to to, to see what it is. But it doesn't seem like it's worth the overall effort. Um, this is one of those years where I would completely bow down to the people who would rather watch games at home with, with the better view. Now, in terms of the sound, I don't think that they would allow the, the, the PA to, to have the sound. I think that would be something that would have to just come in broadcast, which means that, like, home field advantage is not going to matter this year in terms of game day experience. I think home field advantage is going to matter in terms of preparation and travel and uh, if teams are exhausted from the travel they have to do and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, that's one of the interest I saw on on Twitter on Tuesday the possibility of uh, NFL teams not traveling ahead of time, uh, flying in day of games, and that that brutal. just sounds like a bad idea because yeah, traveling is exhausting. Um, we all know how traveling is exhausting, and um, if they were to do something like that, then that's your home field advantage, right? Is the the other team being jet lagged? Uh, but really, I, I'm with you. I the the risk reward there is really skewed heavily towards risk. Uh, you're still from a societal risk. You're, you're even if it's fifteen thousand people, you're still having fifteen thousand people converge into the area of USC. Um, you're still having fifteen thousand people using facilities at the Coliseum, even if they're distant six feet in the bowl, uh, when they're going through tunnels, when they're going to bathrooms and concessions and along the concourse, when they're lining up to get their tickets checked, when they're lining up for security, all of those to leave when they're lining up to leave all, you know, it, it just the logistics of that. I don't trust that you can safely manage to pull. The, I, I, I just don't think it's a good idea to encourage 15,000 people to all go to the same place at any given time during this during this thing. It just doesn't right. sound like a good idea. Um, and then when you consider also that, yeah, you're you're not getting the environment. Now, I am a big, 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 big fan of just being in the Coliseum. One of my favorite days of the year is when USC does their scrimmage at the Coliseum in uh, in 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 fall camp and spring camp when they've done it in the past. Even though it's an empty Coliseum, it's really nice just to be there because I love the Coliseum. Right. But not at the risk of 
you know, that experience is not worth the risk of everybody coming in and all of those logistical things that I, that I mentioned before. You're in, especially you don't have the band. You 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 won't have the traditions of of cheering and high fiving and and doing all the things. You won't have the student section going crazy. Like right. the only spectators that I would say I would be open to including in this is family. Uh, if if you want to have the parents or give each player an allotment of tickets like they normally do for their family and friends to come and watch them live. But even that I have concerns about because unless we're not, the plan right now is not to put these players in a bubble. So if we're not going to put the players in a bubble, that means that most of their interactions are going to be with family. Now you're going to bring all of those families together and expect them not to interact like i'm gonna assume they're all gonna interact right. well now you're raising the risk of one family potentially bringing it it just takes to the one next person to, to and then all of a sudden everyone's family is infected and right. then that many more players are in danger of of spreading the virus it's all very complicated again yes. this goes back to my reasoning behind just wait until the spring but if you do go ahead with this again cautious alicia says Better to have no one there and just play it in an empty stadium with just the players and the trainers and leave it at that. I I would love to see if the TV providers can provide uh, an experience. Try to, try to help the schools out by providing different types of broadcasts that are maybe pay-per-view. Like, would you pay five bucks for an alternative feed that's going to have uh sc broadcasters on it that are, it's going to have um they're going to put former players it's going to be Keyshawn johnson and Go troy palomalu and they're doing a, a, a players only broadcast like would you pay five bucks for that you know what i mean yeah. something like that i think to augment the experience and make it worthwhile to stay home uh and and to maybe to re- recoup some of that that ticket money somehow Obviously, the TV providers would take a lot of that money anyways, but some sort of way, I think there's a way to to try to augment the loss of tickets uh, well, in, there in a different are, avenue. They're, they're going to have to, right? There are because some they places, can't just afford it. There are some places that are doing a, like, buy a, for lack of a better term, like a big head. So you can put yourself in the stadium, um, which I think is something, again, if you wanted to get a few dollars here or there from fans, like that's something to do. Uh, well, they were doing that in the Bundesliga until some fan dressed themselves up as as Hitler, and they had to stop that. Oh well, again, this is why we can't have nice things. There's always an idiot in the There's crowd. There's always someone Literally. who ruins it. So yeah, nix that idea because yes, somebody will do something stupid and ruin it for everybody. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think there there are little things that that you can do to get creative on that score. But I'd rather see. People have to get creative. Then, the logistical nightmare, the public health nightmare, for what? For a cavernous coliseum that you can't hear that many fans in it, anyways. Like, right? Yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough issue. Uh, I, I just don't know that fans going to the games is the answer. Let's go to an email we got from Tim. Uh, hello, Ryan and Troy. I listened to Elise's Cliff Notes podcast over on Patreon, and now I'm super excited for the ESPN backstory episode of the Man- Manti Teo saga. Apparently, it's not 
scumming out until this fall. <laughs> it's still crazy to think a scat fishing story. Oh, scat fishing does not sound like a good thing. Uh, a scat fishing story was one of the top scholage football scory- stories of 2012. Yes, I too shake my head at the clumsy way USC does that SC thing for the beginning of words with C. In that vein, are there any random slash silly tradition you guys do like? I thought the band's special songs for Big Balls Pete, Coach O, John David Booty, and Mark Sanchez fit the quote silly descriptor, but I loved every second of them. They made us laugh and feel good in the moment. Hopefully we get some of them this year. A close second for me is the air push-ups after scores. My whole pre-renovation section would do them, and there's n- something about everyone taking a ridiculous thing seriously that makes it fun. Thanks and fight on, Tim in L.A. Awesome email, Tim. Uh, for those who don't know who aren't Patreon subscribers, uh, which we didn't mention earlier in the Patreon pitch, is I'm doing a, a new show called Scliff Notes where I'm running down the headlines uh, of the day or, or every couple of days just uh, as a refresher on on what are the little things going on around usc a uh, little 15 20 minute podcasts uh, more or less daily so uh check those out if you if you want to but um in the introduction the first episode of that i mentioned that's called scliff scliff notes because usc doing the sc thing the yeah. sc scampus. card the scampus the scarred the the everything like that it just all very clumsy and silly, absolutely. Uh, so wait, you called it the U.S. Wait, the scarred isn't the it's sc- the U.S.C. card. Yeah, the U.S.C. card. But like, it was like stylized in some place at some point. Like it looked like scarred, and it was just like this is dumb. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so the scoliseum. Yeah, the scoliseum. There you go. Uh, I actually kind of like that. The scoli. Okay, we're, we're just gonna, we're gonna have to, we can cancel you. It's, it's not, it is 2020. Canceling is, is in vogue. The, I mean, yeah, hopefully not for that one, though. But uh, but yeah, so that that was sort of the the idea there. Uh, and uh, the Manti Teo thing is 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 simply that uh, the the ESPN backstory is getting into Man- the Manti Teo story. And isn't it fun to just sort of remember that story and the ridiculousness of that whole thing? Um, so definitely looking forward to that as a USC fan. But the silly things that I enjoy, I think a lot of them are the same as you, Tim. Uh, I loved the the Big Balls Pete ch- chant. I loved the Coach O chant, but the part of my issue with the Coach O chant is that like that song, the Offspring song that they use, Neocon was already part of the repertoire of the band and it was my like one of my favorite things that the band did like because the lyrics of that song are so great like it just feels like a great rev you up song like we will never lose to you like and it became the coach o song and then they stopped playing it because coach o left so like yeah i'm sad that we lost the coach o song because it wasn't the coach o song became the coach o song and now it's no longer played right uh but um but but other other traditions you're, you're a fan of for me it'd have to be like kicking the pole kicking the pole i uh, yeah i love all of the basic kind of traditions um okay I'll, I'll give you one one that i think if you saw a grown man oh, go one. Oh yeah <laughs> you'd look at him and think what is wrong with this human being but okay, but yet yeah, you have the entire Coliseum, and it, it sounds amazing. And it sounds yeah. yeah, but also like the little things, like and I apparently like this is like a you had to be in the student section and and 
at a certain era to like get the one, two, three first down Trojans thing. But like, as someone who never sat in the in the uh, student section, I always thought that was lame. Yeah, see, but I love it. Like, I love it. Very so lame. I can't not do it. So that thing's kind of silly, kind of ridiculous. But sports, things I that love are ridiculous. the chance to the cadence sequence that the band has. Nerd. How's that? How's that a nerd thing? I mean, I just don't know. I just don't know the chance. I know that they do the chance. I just couldn't tell you what the chance are. Oh, I could, I could do them, but not all of them are, are safe, safe for work. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, a lot of them aren't safe for work. Uh, here's one. Give it up, y'all. Give it up, y'all. SC is in the house, y'all. Give it up, y'all. Give it up, y'all. SC is... Like, that's one of them. See, I wonder. Maybe we should get some band feedback, because I know we have band listeners. Do y'all like those? Like, Or do does it get tiresome doing those kinds of things? Or is it just part of the routine of, 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 of i think it's the routine i think yeah. it, i think it makes it go i like yeah i you know when i was in drumline i hated marching hated it it's probably uh, easier it was, to march tor- right when you're when you have something that you're focusing singing yes but like i i hated marching because like carrying a drum is like very uncomfortable yeah uh it's not enjoyable it's it's torture uh and yet you know those kind of things make the make it go faster 100 percent um, so yeah, thanks for the email, Tim. Uh, let's go to a tweet we got from, uh, Dave who says, uh, have you booked your flight to Dallas yet? And if the game is played, will you go? Well, <laughs> Funny story, alert, Dave. <laughs> yes, we have booked, we literally booked our flights like two days ago, uh, to Dallas for the game. Um, there was a ridiculously cheap deal. It's like 45 bucks each way. Um, our plan is to go to the game. However... This is dependent on a million different things. On A, will the game be played? B, uh, if it is played, will media be allowed? C, if media is allowed, how much media? Will they allow visiting media? Like, all these things are going to have to be involved there. Um, I tend to think that a, that a going to a game and sitting in a press box that would probably be socially distanced would be safer than, than sitting in the crowd. Um, also, there, the good there, thing is, if you were ever, if there was ever a press box too socially distant, it's that one. It's, it's the AT and T Stadium one because that thing is massive. Yes, it, it and you couldn't I, socially distance Colorado's press box. No, and, and I think the the I want to say that the people you're sitting next to in the in the um, uh, Cowboy Stadium press box, you're like four feet away from them at least, anyways. Yeah, so they wouldn't need to like take that many people out of it now the bigger question is as a photographer here will they allow photographers what will be the process because premier league is allowing them uh, yeah but like how many will they allow because half of the battle with photographers is you're trying to get the right angle right well if 15 other people are all trying to get the same angle you are you're all bunched up together you're not socially distanced so yeah it could get a little I wonder bit if they, dicey. They create pens. Yeah, I wonder. But you have to stay in this you pen. Stay and there's on there's this only side. X amount of people in that that pen. Yeah, whatever. that would make that would make a lot of sense. But yeah, so the point is that yes, the the the, the flights are booked for Dallas because of cheap flights. That's that's basically because it. of cheap flights and because, because Southwest of family has and a, friends that are there and and Southwest we have has free a free lodging and that kind of stuff. And Southwest has a really reasonable cancellation policy, so yes. uh, it just made sense to to book those now. Also, if, if there's a 14-day quarantine, then we'll be not be going. Yeah. 
Yeah. If there's a 14-day quarantine, we won't be going. If media isn't allowed, we won't be going. If, uh, if the stakes for going is – like if, if cases are three times as high as they are now and it would just be uh, irresponsible for us to go, we wouldn't go. All those yeah. kind of things. I mean even if uh, – there's a part of me and, and I, I'm saying this on the fly so I don't like – take it for gospel but like part of me thinks if they try to hold that game with max capacity i might decline to go because i wouldn't want to be it would it would be weird i wouldn't want to be going through a crowd if get if they held it with max capacity would people show up that's that's another question but i don't know that i would want to put myself in like uh, i think people will show up but but will it be how many people will show up yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, so uh, that is a question that we will each individually have to come to terms with. And I think it's important for each individual to make uh, their decisions on that. But it's a long way to go. 100%. Uh, tweet from Ryan with Vavai, Stephen Carr, uh, Step, and Kristen. What should the depth chart rankings be for running backs this season? Um. Hmm. Okay, so personal, my personal depth chart ranking would be Vivai Malpei, Marquis Step, Stephen Carr, Keenan Kristen. Um the space between Step, Vi, and Carr is very small. I would use the three of those in a rotation and uh and and Kristen would be a little bit of a of a role player slash rotation kind of, I mean like a, a garbage time kind of guy. Uh, or specific packages if you really wanted to get into that. What I think is actually the case is probably um, all things being equal, Carr, Malapai as oars at the top, Step, number two, and uh, Kristen, number three. I have a really hot take. What's that? I also know... This isn't necessarily what I would do. I think this is what's going to happen. I think they're all four going to get time. I think they're all four going to mix and match. At least until one guy is clearly uh, a step above. Hmm. Um, and that could be Marquis Step, for sure. We talked about it last year. He just got so much more... Um, he got better blocking. And was that because the plays that were called for him were better? Or was that was that because of luck? I don't know, but... Carr, Carr did not get that luxury and not get that benefit of the doubt. Um, he was tackled in the backfield so many times. And yes, part of it was because Carr danced a little bit more and would get caught in the backfield. But but also, that wasn't the case all the time either. So um, I I tend to, to look at these guys as all four are capable. Um, I don't see it as an issue as to who gets the ball more than anything else. Yeah. Because I think the, the, the biggest story is can they will they block for any of them? Yeah, uh, and if they block, all four of these dudes are capable of of having a, a good game. If it was up to to me specifically how I would uh, segment it out, I would probably go in tandem. I'd go Vi and Step one and two, and and you, you kind of split the reps evenly between those, and then Carr and Kristen. I use those two guys as you force them onto the field somehow. Mm-hmm. Receiving options. Use them as receiving options. Use them as something. Uh, you can use them. Um, use, Packages. So that way all four are being used, but not necessarily as a detriment to the others. See, and this is where my air raid offense in NCAA football 
uh, I my favorite package, the one that I use ninety percent of the time, is splitbacks. So, like personally, I would have two of them on the field at the same time very often. So I'm I'm torn on splitbacks because I love the idea of like you put them both in there. But you how will they take... account for both of them? Yeah, but you're also losing a blocker. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like that is, I think that that that's the thing you have to overcome is, is losing a blocker there and. If you have a, a mobile quarterback, I think that certainly helps because then there's even three people but, yeah. that, that could get Who the ball, at any, the ball. Point, yeah. at any moment. But yeah, it's um personally my guy Vi is my guy for a reason. I think he's gonna have a, a great season, but he makes me drool. I think the biggest concern I have is I don't trust any of them to stay healthy the whole way through. Yeah, and to me that's a running back thing. It's not necessarily yeah. these oh, guys specific. Yeah, no, no, no. Just, but yeah. but Carr and Step we know have, have had uh, and and Vi too. Vi has yeah. uh, little naggy things that come up. Yeah. Uh, Evan gave us a tweet. How good would USC have to be for Keen Slovis to get a shot at the Heisman? Would he have to lead us to a Pac-12 championship and get to the playoff? Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Uh, just win the Pac-12? How good would he have to be? Uh, I think SC needs to be a nine or ten win team. And he needs to be the prevailing national narrative reason for that. Yes. Uh, of a, let's. This is assuming that the season will be played as it's intended to be played. Right. Um, a strong performance against Alabama, win or lose. A win over Alabama, where he goes off, will certainly propel him into that. Yeah. But even if USC loses to Alabama, if he I, keeps it close. I could make the argument. If he beats Alabama, certainly that's going to be huge. Yes. But I don't think he needs to beat Alabama. I think if, if he throws 300 yards in a losing effort, I think it will be spun as, yeah, but look at Keaton Slovis. Yeah. So uh, for for me, it's how does he play in the biggest games? They always talk about the Heisman moment. So you yep. can lose to Alabama, but I think you have, you have to beat Notre Dame um, in a big way, like with him having a big performance, a memorable performance. Um, and then you also probably need... Uh, to have a big memorable memorable performance against Oregon, and and let's and throw stats, and, and, and then need to have yeah. So if if you add good performance against Alabama, excellent, you led the team to a victory performance against Oregon and Notre yep. Dame, plus the four thousand yards passing that you, we know he 4, can end up with. Forty five hundred yards, closing in on fifty touchdowns. And, and USC have, is in, yes. and you ensure that USC is in the Pac-12 title game. You're a contender. At least. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. From there, it's going to depend on what are the other quarterbacks in the country doing. But right. he will certainly put himself in the conversation if that's what he does. Yeah, I just go back to Bryce Petty from Baylor had a ton of yards. Yeah, was was he that good? No, I think Bryce Petty and Cody Kessler were on the same level, uh, except Bryce Petty was in an offense that that made him, that. You know, well, just like Cody Kessler in 2014, in an yeah. offense that exploded his numbers. And do I think Keaton Slovis is better than Bryce Petty? Yeah, but Bryce Petty was in the Heisman conversation for a long time because he had the yards and he was on a good team. If you're on a good team and you have the yards like Keaton can put up, you're going to be in that discussion. You can win it if you win the big games to go with it. Yes. Uh, that's how the Oklahoma guys... Um, Baker Mayfield and uh, Kyler Murray won the Heisman. They won the big games. They won the conference title to solidify that all those stats weren't just empty stats. Okay, so here's my question. We had a season from Keaton Slovis 
in uh, in his freshman campaign, which he didn't get to play every game. He didn't have a f- sort of full slate of games, but he was, and I'm looking, I'm pulling it up right now. He averaged a 167 quarterback rating. Um, he averaged 8.9 yards per attempt. He had uh 71.9% completion rating and 3,500 yards. That's in what, what, what was it? You know, 10 games of complete action, maybe 11 games of complete action. If you take his numbers, just his numbers from last year and extend them across an entire complete season, is that enough? I think it's enough to be a contender. Absolutely. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, yeah, especially if, if SC is a nine win team, then, then yeah. Uh, but contender doesn't necessarily mean going to New York. Contender just means in the discussion of, of in some sense, right? Um, so, yeah, uh, he he's definitely on the path, but SC needs to be a, a winning program for sure. Uh, Mr. Steal Your Fish says, what rounds of the NFL draft do you think Tyler Bonds and Greg Johnson will go if there's no college football season? I don't know if they get drafted. I don't think Greg Johnson gets drafted. I think he needs to have a really strong season this year. I think uh, Tyler Vaughn's will be a day three guy. Uh, yeah, Tyler. The, the sucky thing for Tyler is that he's just not going to test super well yeah. on the physical side of things. He's going to be a little bit like Darius Rogers to me. He's a gamer. Yes. and Just like Darius Rogers and just like Deontay Burnett. Yes. They're not going to blow you away at the Combine. They're going to blow you away about what they can do in games. And Tyler Vaughn's can make ridiculously ridiculous catches. Um, he's also not that quick and not that tall and not that that strong by the measurables that the NFL values. Yes. Uh, so his productivity at in the college level might be enough to ensure a draft selection. But I agree with you, it would probably be day three. Yeah. Uh, Nick says, what season of Breaking Bad is Alicia on and what's her take on it so far? Thank you for asking. I did not plant this question. <laughs> Alicia, you've been dragging the freaking feet here. I Every day I'm like, come on, let's watch more Breaking Bad. Let's watch more Breaking Bad. You're like, <laughs> Just We're in the that middle exact of season kind of five, the best season of TV history. Okay. And you're just like. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. <sighs> season five is reminding me. Of watching Game of Thrones. Oh dear, that that's not a good thing to say. No, to no, 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 no. In in not the last season of Game of Thrones, the early seasons of Game of Thrones, the really good seasons of Game of Thrones, where I need to stop and breathe and process each episode. So, for instance, we got to the episode where. A spoiler alert, by the way, if you have never watched Breaking Bad, just leave turn now. off the Thank thing. You. Yeah, we love you. Thanks for listening. Uh, oh, God. Okay. All right. Okay. Spoiler, so spoilers the, the, uh, resume. The spoilers resume. When Todd shoots the kid. Yes. I needed time to process that but, whole episode. But two weeks of time? Well, no. That was that was partly like work and personal life and like I had hiking trips planned and all sorts of things. Breaking Bad is more important than your stupid hiking trips. <laughs> you were doing F1 races and Madden games and all this kind of stuff. I would have done those if you were like, I'm ready for Breaking Bad. <laughs> Either way, we watched another episode, the next episode after that, 
And like, again, that's another episode where it's like processing this thing. I now need time where I can't just watch it all through. Like I, I, I like I, we finished that episode and I just sort of like, <sighs> that was heavy. That was, oof. And we watched one episode since. So we're six episodes yeah. through to uh, in, in season five. Two more until the end of the half season. Yeah. And I can already tell you we're not watching an episode tonight. <laughs> I know. I'm already aware. <laughs> yeah, we'll get it done eventually. It's fine. Yeah. Anyways, over on Patreon, we have done uh, core time episodes where we've uh, talked about each of the first four seasons. Oh, yeah. My my overall take on it so far is just it's awesome. It's it's much better than I. And you're a big fan of, of Walter White. Uh, Walter White is the worst. He is the absolute worst. Um, he is a great character that I love to hate because he is the absolute worst. Um, I really love Jesse. I am really scared for Jesse. <laughs> Further in this we go. Uh, there's a lot of characters that I that I really enjoy, and the writing in the show is amazing. Um, the comedic notes are always the thing that keep me going like in the last episode we watched the scene with jesse and skylar and walt eating dinner together absolutely just destroyed me it was it was just so wonderfully amazingly awkward um and and uh and jesse um uh the actor's name what's uh aaron paul aaron paul watching him sort of blossom it has been pretty pretty cool in this series so yeah, I've I've quite enjoyed it, but Michael Michael like thinks that I don't like it because I it's I just need processing you're time. Your sweet ass time. I need time to I, like settle when, down. When I got my parents to watch it, I know they wa- they binged we, the whole way through. We watched the last twenty six episodes in three days. I just I just it's just too much for me. I I need to take a take a step away every once in a while. You you do. St- Breaking Bad, like our friend Simon drives an F1. <laughs> Carefully and uh, deliberately so that he doesn't crash. D- yeah. yeah, crash every one and, and DNF. And More power to him, he finishes every See, uh, the, 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 the backstory here is that Michael crashes all the time and I watch you play this game and like I would play this game like Simon plays this game where... I just, had the fastest lap just, by it, a complete second. But it doesn't over matter if you the have Chinese the fastest lap if you if you lose your wing. I had the best car. Yeah, but if you but if you don't drive carefully, then that fastest lap I'm is completely irrelevant. I can't lap. My problem: the stupid AI has to like <laughs> get in the damn way. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, that's how it goes. Anyways, anyways, Chinese Grand. I mean, sorry, Spanish Grand Prix. Uh, tomorrow or today on, on on Twitch tonight, so be on the lookout for that. But anyways, until then, thanks for listening as always. Email address randomtroyfansite.com. Phone number two one three three seven three one eight seven two. You can hit us up on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/randomtroy. Until then, we will see you. See ya. See ya. See ya.
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.